Ready? Three, two, two one. one. Welcome, Welcome to B-Sides, B-Sides and Beers, Beers episode 80. Tonight we're relaunching our Versus series by digging, <laughs> by digging into the epic <laughs> battle between <laughs> Sad. Fuck off. Stop, Stop lying. Can <laughs> okay, do this? I'm clipping here. I'm laughing so loud. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to start again. I'm going to start again. And I'm not even going to fucking listen to you guys. Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Welcome to B-Sides and Beers, episode 80. Tonight, we're relaunching our Versus series by digging into the epic battle between Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth. Van Halen versus Van Hagar. Yeah. Yes, indeed. It worked that time. It worked that time. Oh, it's good. It's good. Uh, <laughs> just so everybody knows, Mike's got a double mic sound going on with his mic. So <laughs> we are live from the Echoplex. Echo, echo, echo. Yeah. It's probably not going to come out that way in the recording, but it's really fucking weird right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah, great. Mm-hmm. It does. Oh, uh, I got tears in my eyes. I'm laughing so hard. Um, <laughs> what, what are you guys drinking? What are you drinking? Mike, why don't we start with you? Because we can't really hear you, so... All right, let's let's do this. Uh, first one I got is just wait, just wait. Can you imagine if this is like a meeting and we just sat down with like the stockholders? It's a big, major meeting. You're in, it's like a three hour meeting. Yeah, I'm not a cat. I swear. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right. So first one, Russell Brewing. And it is, they have a campfire sandwich stout. It's a 7.2%. And it is a s'mores stout. I can get the delicious in there or not go in there. A campfire sandwich yeah. that I've never heard it called that before. Is Am I missing the boat on that or? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> s'mores has a. Uh, some copyright. sort of legal copyright, and they can't use. Oh, it maybe, maybe. Labeling. All right. Well, there yeah. you go. There's, it's going to catch on. I like that. I think so too. Yeah. And the <laughs> other one is from Lighthouse Brewing Co. It is a limited release Golden Rye IPA at seven percent. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. So, quite stoked about that one. Yeah, that looks good. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Where's Lighthouse out of? Lighthouse is out of. Where the hell is that? Victoria. Oh, yes. Victoria, B.C. I knew that. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Listening with something in the sun. Listen to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> A Canadian classic. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, That's it. I am. I'll jump in here. I Last week, I was drinking the Fernie Brewing Co., and I had two of the three out of the hop trick, and I ended up getting some more because I was giving the IPAs another shot. So, uh, and I like these ones, and this is the one I didn't have last week because I drank them all. So, I managed to save one almost. It's almost gone already. But Session IPA, the Slingshot, um, Fernie Brewing Co. 
and it's uh, citrusy and refreshing, and it's 4.5, so it's pretty light. And maybe that's why I like it. Maybe I, I'm realizing I like lighter IPAs. Maybe that's it. Maybe oh, yeah. That's it. Breezy. Yeah. So with that lighter alcohol content, is it a lighter hop? It sure, it, yeah, it's hoppy not as hoppy. hoppy. Like as there's there's another one in there too, and I forget the name now. I featured it last week, but it's like six point five percent, but like super hoppy on that one. Uh, but if I could just drink all these kind of weaker IPAs, I, I I dig it. I can do that. So, uh, and then I went old school, just a a glitter bomb. Phillips glitter bomb. Nice. Uh, hazy parallel that I haven't yep. had in a long time, actually, uh, since I got the pack that had like eight in there. So that's what I'm rocking tonight. Dane, what, what you got? Sweet. Uh, I just finished a uh, Fat Dog IPA from Driftwood. Uh, and they are out of Victoria, I believe. Um, <clears throat> yeah, popular one here on the island. And um, you know what? I meant to grab Bus Fight. I had that on yeah. Uh, yeah. A last podcast, I yeah. think. Uh, and that's a Twin Cities. But I grabbed this one by accident. This is a Mystical Creatures West Coast IPA. Ooh, I like that. It's like like a Muppets kind of <laughs> where the wild things are yeah. kind of thing. <clears throat> Crypto, kind of, cryptozoology. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a West Coast IPA, 6%, and um, brewed by Tin Whistle out of Penticton. So, Tin Whistle, I've had this before. They're, called, they're, they're in touch with us. They want to they wanna nice. get on the show, so we're trying to set that up. Thanks to Kim from Cannery, of course. But Oh, Kim, the best. Yeah. So, Tin yeah. Whistle's on the list, so that's cool. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I'll finish it up with a, a golden hour cranberry ale from Red oh, Truck. Yeah. The Red Truck's good, man. One of my yeah, favorites. Like it's yeah. The last offerings that they've had are really good. I like yeah. It. Okay, boys. David Lee Roth versus Sammy <laughs> Hagar. This is a age old question that I. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to talk about, <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever sat down yeah. and really hashed it out on this. You know, I've got my own thoughts. I got my own feelings and you talk about it in passing, but I think to frame it and just put it all together in this episode and just tell us how you really feel. Um, and I think by the end, we'll get a consensus as to who's the overall winner uh in these two because i think in the very first episode i think Corey hart was the clear winner between the two so um we'll see where Corey we're hart at. was a clear okay. winner what's that sorry Corey hart over brian adams oh i think Corey hart won that battle don't you i i highly disagree oh okay well we need <laughs> yeah. to we need to revisit that. we'll have to do yeah, that revisit way back to episode one to figure that shit out yeah, yeah. <laughs> The, the first it took us 79 episodes to bring it back so here we are yep should we set this up a yeah, little yeah, bit please go for it uh 1984 probably the most iconic van halen album i mean like if you are not a van halen fan um you know uh you what do you have on there jump panama 
um, all the quintessential Van Halen songs. And afterwards, I don't know, like um, it, it almost seemed as though that was, that was, there was time for growth. People had egos, other things in the mix. And then we had David Lee Roth split or was he kind of, he quit. Pushed it, was, it was a quit. Yeah. He quit? Yeah, he quit. Okay. And that's the thing. I mean, they were like, you know, one of the biggest bands, if not the biggest band in the world at that time. Eddie Van Halen is yeah. the most popular guitar player, bar none, hanging out yeah. with Michael Jackson yeah. and everybody else, right? And you're playing to a, you know, a sold out festival the year before, you know, tons of people. And then your lead singer quits. You know, and I'm trying to think in the history right. of like musical <clears throat> history, like I can't think of anything else like that, like where a, a band was at the height of their fame and, you know, their lead singer quit. Maybe the lead singer died or something like that happened. Maybe that's or a, got be, fired when you yeah. did Sabbath. Yeah, like that kind of stuff has happened. But quit at the very height of like your fame. I, I can't I couldn't think of one. I was thinking talking with Nicole and we were like, I can't. I can't think of another situation. And even now, you know, we were like, there's not even a group. What's a top like group or band that you could name that'd be like, if somebody quit at the peak of their existence, it'd be shocking. And we were like, we can't think of anybody because it's all like singles. It's all like yep. artists now. Right. right. So yeah. anyways, the, a crazy situation to, to, to have that. Right. And absolutely left with that. But at the same time, you look at, the span, you know, when, when they, the first album comes out in 78, then you got 79, 80, 81, 82, 84. That's a lot of years to get fucking tired of each other, first of all. Oh, and yeah. And then when you're, you, you know, you look at David Lee Roth that, you know, he's he's the quintessential lead singer's disease where it's his show and it's a battle between, you know, it's it. He, he wants it to be his band when it's, it's, you know, it's named after the, the Van Halen brothers. So it's not your fucking band. And, and just, <laughs> that, that's the big thing. I mean, he's, he's, he was one of the greatest front men in rock history. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just, just the amount of ego and it, it, he, he just wanted to take over and run the, run the whole show. You know, yeah, and I think when you have very strong personalities uh, and the talent that he's going up against, too, mm-hmm. right? It's <laughs> it's a tough sell, you know. Yeah. Well, at the end of the yeah. day, it's Eddie and Alex's band. Yeah. And and when when you know when David Lee Roth goes out and he's at the point where he's shooting album covers by himself without the band for Van Halen. Like, this is my, this is my awesome. gig. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to set up these photo shoots for album covers of just me, but still call it Van Halen. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So keep going day. We got, we got that section. And then what happens after that? Okay. So, uh, David Lee Roth goes on to release um, "Eat Him, Eat Him Up and Smile." Is that what it is? 
with a very questionable album cover. I mean, that would not fly today. Yeah. Eat him and smile, 1986. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, hooked up with uh, Steve Vai. Yes. So. Uh, and I would say a, you know, solid offering. Mm-hmm. Van Halen hooks up with Mr. Sammy Hagar. And like, this was really interesting because I remember being a kid and like, we weren't necessarily Van Halen fans, but I remember not liking Sammy Hagar and they released 5150, like another iconic album. Absolutely. And it's, um, I mean, we can get into this, but these two albums are similar but also very different depending on how you look at them. So, um, and Sammy Hagar had a whole bunch of other stuff happening as well. Um, Which I was kind of shocked at. Contra- you know, I, I, did, I didn't yeah. really know that. I knew that he, you know, I found out about Montrose later on in my life and that was cool. But I mean, that was 1972, something like that, right? So, you know, right, yeah. And then uh, you look at Sammy Hagar's you know, discography pre Van Halen, and he's got 11 albums out before he even joins in there. Solo work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's no, no chump, like right? He's been doing this for a while and then comes in, and he's, you know, 37 years old by this point. Like joining. Yeah. See, I didn't yeah, know joining that. Joining Van Halen <laughs> at 37. Then I'm like doing the math, and I'm like, whoa, I'm like, and then I look, and he's 75 now. He's 75 yep. years old, born in like 47. Oh, that guy's drinking baby blood because yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, he looks good, man. <laughs> he I couldn't believe it. 20 years it. younger. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I was doing all the math on it. But anyways, you know, he was very well established before coming into this. Um, so, you know, I, but joining that the biggest band at age 37, like that probably wouldn't fly now either, right? Like, Nope. It's some nope. forty-year-old coming in it's there. All like, sorts of. It's a very different musical world, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one based purely on um, talent. I mean, obviously now there's talent, and I think a lot of it is sort of heavily weighted on on production and sort of post mm-hmm. stuff. Where this was raw analog talent. Yep. All these guys. Yep. They they had the they had the stuff. So, at age thirty seven, Sammy Hagar was wailing. He was, totally. I mean, he was doing his own stuff. He, had, he was. I can't drive fifty five. He already had. Oh yeah. heavy metal. He already had like soundtrack songs. He had. He had everything, man. He had. He had already yeah. made his millions before he joined Van Halen. Yeah, and it was a great pairing it was like david lee roth left and did his thing and sammy hagar just sort of picked things up where uh david sort of left them you know and it was uh what other band in history again has done that you know has replaced the lead singer acdc good one yeah the good one yeah there you go there's one that i couldn't come up with but not very common right like Pretty nope. much, you can lose no, no, every no. other member of the band and keep going, and everybody's fine. But the lead yeah. singer, it's different. It's different. Totally. But I mean, yeah. you're talking fifty-one fifty. I mean, when you compare that to anything else pre that, 
it's a totally different sound. Yep. And it almost the, like it sounds like the eighties. Yes. In nineteen eighty six, right? It's just yep. like yeah. wow, this is a band now in the eighties. And the thing is that's kind of weird, and maybe you guys will agree or disagree with this, but I couldn't really place anything pre fifty one fifty because I'm like you know, okay, that first album comes out in 78. It's not really 70s. It's not really 80s either, right? Right. And it's not no. hair metal. So right. no, it's kind of in its own little genre there. And then, you know, by 1986, you're like, okay, now this is like, this is a bit of an 80s band, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got the synth in there. and It's the ballads. That's where it seemed like yeah. a... Uh, yeah, the ballads as well. Yeah, and that's where like fifty one fifty seemed like a natural progression for me. Like I was like, yeah, okay, here we go. They're the same formula. They've just sort of like dialed it into the. It's definitely eighty six. You can't get more eighty six than that. Like Marty McFly could just fly in on a fucking DeLorean, yeah. <laughs> and then that would be like the pinnacle of nineteen eighty six. But um, it's a little. I think what the ch the change that I noticed was it's it's polished, right? It's a little more polished mm -hmm. than the albums previous. Mm -hmm. And rightfully so. I mean, they're going for it. They want ma like this is when MTV's on air. There's opportunity to be a rock and roll band and sell Pepsi and whatever the fuck. I mean, they eventually yep. did it with with Hagar, oh, yeah. right? Like years later. But I think Crystal they're understanding yeah. there's op. It was yeah. Crystal Pepsi. Crystal, Crystal Pepsi, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah that yeah. shit was great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they, I think they understand the opportunities there to become not just the best rock and roll band, but the best band. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to do it with Sammy Hagar, or or maybe they had needed to do it with Sammy Hagar. Well, it, it came to uh, a maturity thing. When you look at David Lee yeah, Roth, yeah. all he wanted to do was continue doing party songs. And yeah. Eddie was just getting bored of that. He wanted to change some things, being the inventor, the super creative cat that he was. You get to a point after six albums that you want to do something else. And you have other ideas and you want to change your sound and you know the the times are changing where it's 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 just it's not cool anymore when yeah. it, it, yeah. when when these things come out so now you've got 1984 and then david lee roth leaves and he basically starts van halen 2 <laughs> with uh with steve Vai because it sounds he, he got a, a van halen sound you know, yeah, you got a pretty good replacement, like got, totally no slouch, yeah. <laughs> not <clears throat> at all, yeah, no slouch. But at the same time, he kept that train rolling in that direction with those two albums with uh, Eat 'em and Smile and Skyscraper, and absolutely. And then you get okay, so now they switch off into Sammy Hagar, so you got 5150 comes out and it becomes their first number one album. They've right. never had a number one album before. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and it has it has solid songs on it, uh, and right, and to and to say that Van Hagar didn't have any good songs is is mental. It's fucking mental. It, it just means people haven't put enough time into it, 
and and it's not it, it's not yeah. all ballads. There's a lot of hard hitting tracks on these albums. I mean, uh, get enough, uh, mine all mine, uh, AFU, source of infection, is is fucking killer. And then you go to um, uh, for unlawful car, uh, carnal knowledge. You've got Judgment Day, which is a ripper. You've got uh, the dream is over, which is a ripper. You got Pleasure Dome, which is solid. You got, you know, run around, in and out, hit, 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 hit after that. You got balance is the same thing, man. The, it just gets, you know, seven seal, banger. You got big fat money, banger. You got aftershock, banger. Like it just <laughs> You've got fe- Okay. You've got, you've this got, is this is forty year old Mike saying that. No, totally, but... man. When when I started playing guitar in the early nineties. Van Halen was a massive uh, jumping point for their starting point for that. Cause grow, Absolutely, grow, but you could take or leave Hagar. Not at all, man. When when I come in, okay, so so hang on, t- take the vocals out of the equation. Song crafting, brilliant. Guitar playing, unfucking real. Yes. More mature, more interesting passages. More, it's not just you know, it's super happy fun time. It's, it's now I'm crafting songs, right? Totally. And I'm going to jump in there because you've said lots of good stuff there and almost kind of read my mind on it because I was talking, I was going to kind of bring up maturity and I, I always kind of liked the fact that Van Halen didn't take themselves seriously, right? Like I thought that was kind of, I, I like that whole side of them, and I like that side of David Lee Roth, and I get that you can't do that forever. I, I totally understand that, right? But it was like I, when Sammy Hagar showed up, it was like, Dad's here. Like, let it's time to get serious with your music, right? It was like, okay, boys, <laughs> yeah. like let's yeah, buckle yeah, yeah. down now. Like, yeah. this is how you do it in the music biz, and it, and they started pumping out the hits, right? Yeah, but you know. It's just that I guess it's that rock and roll. I think a lot of it is that rock and roll image that David Lee Roth has that Sammy Hagar doesn't have, right? Mm-hmm. Sammy Hagar's not jumping off the amps and doing high though. high kicks <laughs> and like doing, you know not the, doing the yeah. splits, doing you know screaming screams and stuff like that. Like he's not doing the same kind of stuff that David Lee Roth is in the mm-hmm. sense that we know as like the front man, right? You know, but. <clears throat> Obviously, a fantastic frontman in his own right, but a totally different one. And yep. I don't know. It felt like even when you get to fifty one fifty, it's serious now. Like this is like right now. Like yep. it's getting to that yep. point, right? Like there's it's yep. it's a totally different band, and I respect that too. I, mm-hmm. I I respect that that kept going that way, but I don't know. At the time, it's it's it. it I would have gone with David Lee Roth, and I and I wouldn't even have seen the side of, De- of Sammy Hagar because it was like, who's this, you know, guy coming in here? And now you know more about it, and you know more about him, and you're like, okay, you know, he's cooler, he's cooler than I thought, you know, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it just, yeah. Anyways, it was just like on that maturity side. I was thinking about that earlier because it was like they were a bit goofy back in the day, right? Like you think of the yep. music videos and like you know, hot for teacher and stuff like that. Like it was kind of a goofy attitude. Like, you know, even Eddie Van Halen was goofy, you know, like it was just, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you're in your late, 
teens, early twenties. Yep. Of course. Yep. And then you get to the you get to eighty six with fifty one fifty, and you're you want something different. You're grown up now, and I think if they kept with the same trajectory of David Lee Roth Van Halen, we would only be really remembering the first couple albums, and then anything after that. Yeah. You know, because yeah, the growth absolutely. wouldn't have been there. Yeah. I mean, it needed to happen. Mm-hmm. I think. And to be honest with you, like I really appreciated um, eat him and eat him and smile, eat him up and smile. smile. Yeah, it's it's a bluesy. There's there's a lot of sort of blues influence in that. David Lee Roth is on point. Mm -hmm. Steve Vai is on point. Yep, it's a great album, and I would say it's probably my favorite over the two. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like you said, uh, flip that. You know. Sammy Hagar is cool. And I think the older I am, the more I appreciate who Sammy Hagar is and what he did with Van Halen. But um, I've always been a David Lee Roth fan. I've And maybe it's because of the first two Van Halen albums. They are so burned into my memory and, and what is my classification of rock and roll from such an early age. It's hard to like accept that new singer. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about uh, Gary Sharon just for a yeah, second? Yes. I think we can, and I think we should. Because I think Van Halen, for whatever reason, they needed another change, right? Is it because there's so much creativity? But Hagar was getting a little bit played out. It was getting too commercial, I think. Mm. And they made the right choice. And that was actually, what What was the name of that album that they did three. with them? They, they only did one, Van right? Halen. Three. Van Halen yeah, 3. Yeah. Which is actually a yeah. solid album. It's 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 pretty good. It yeah, is. Like it's, it's pretty underrated. And I mean, I remember when that uh, the, when they, that video came out and it was a huge deal, right? To come and watch the new like singer, new Van yeah. Halen. He's like wearing a toque. He's all like... <laughs> yep. He's cutting edge, man. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote it off right off the bat, right? I was like, oh, yeah. come on. But yep. now it, it I went back and listened to that album and it's good. It's it's yep. it's actually very good. But um and, and I heard what from what I read, Sammy Hagar, there's a you know, whether or not he quit or whether or not he was fired is depending on who you talk to about that, you know, yep. story. Yep. But from what I read, and I don't know, maybe you guys have heard something different on this, but he said that um, he was supposed to be back in Los Angeles to record an album, and uh, he was waiting for the birth of his child, and they told him to like get his, get his wife to get a C-section or get induced so that he could hurry up and <laughs> have the kid wow. and come back because they had like studio booked. And he was no like, no, man, way. like we're doing a natural childbirth. And then that just started There's a whole no fight way. and either was fired or quit or both. So um, that was the uh. end of that. And Gary <laughs> Maybe Shiro. from management, but not from, from the boys in the band. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I read on a couple different yeah. sites. And I was like, okay, well, this wow. seems to be Sammy's story, but, yeah. you know. Well, the, right. there was there was long conflicts too. I went once again going back to being with the same group of cats for how long, how many albums, how many tours, 
there's shit that goes down either between singer and drummer or singer and guitar player or whatever. Like it's just, it, it either works or it doesn't. And it very rarely works long-term anyway. Right. I mean, most bands in the existence of bands, they, they don't last more than, you know, seven years or so, you know, Fair from, enough. from their debut album to the time that they shut everything down. It's, you know, on average, it's maybe seven years by the time they're they're all sick of each other. And then when you go into to Gary Sharon, where it's it's like, okay, we have this Sammy Hagar sound. Now he's gone. Okay, let's find someone that sounds like Sammy Hagar, which Gary Sharon very much does. But in a younger, totally. more hip, hip. package. <laughs> hip, fresh. I, I always thought, I, I don't know if... Uh, if there's any James Bond fans out there, but I, I always equate him to uh, uh, the George Lazenby of the James Bond series, where <laughs> he was he was right between Sean Connery and and Roger Moore, and he did a really good job, but it was only one shot, and he never did anything again with them after that, and nobody remembers him after that. Yeah, but just like a bad like movie that you find on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like David Lee Roth is back. <laughs> yeah, this is just like a like a a bad relationship, right? Like, oh yeah, they, they just and how many times did he do it? Like three times, I think he had like three stints with with Van Halen, right? Like, well, they they had the yeah, original run yeah. for the for the first uh, well till eighty four, and then he came back for uh, a forty date tour that they did, and I think they made like ninety three million dollars on this on this. <laughs> quick little 40 spot run Mm -hmm. and then he was gone for a while and then he came back to in uh 2012 to do uh a different kind of truth which is a solid album front to back there's not one song on that album that i ever skip and you know what he was doing in his downtime he was living in japan (laughs) learning uh taekwondo or something like that he 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 learned he was learning like four different martial arts since the age of 12, I think it was. Right. So, I mean, his, his, his whole, you know, the majority of his, his, his life has been martial arts. So that's always been part of it. But. Uh, boys, it's, it's time for hot facts. Oh, hot facts. Hot facts. Hot facts. Hot facts. It jogged my memory and it, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's perfect time to bring it in here. It, d- during his time in in Japan, he starred in, as a hitman in a short movie. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but he yep. has like one line in it, um, and he's I mean he's old. He's old. He's yep. old in this movie, but it's like a four minute movie. Uh, doesn't actually show him killing anybody, but it's kind of got a, like a Kill Bill feel, like a kind of a yeah. Quentin Tarantino kind of feel to it. So. If you got a couple extra minutes, check that out. Yep. Okay. Uh, while he was in Japan, he uh, spent 300 hours getting tattooed uh, during that time and invested $7 million in a skincare product that was supposed to protect tattooed skin. But that uh, company closed in 2022. So I don't know. Yep. Oh. Done, done on yeah. that. Um, <laughs> tattoo, tattoo. David Lee Roth worked as an EMT in the early 2000s, and he said, 
quote, not once has anyone recognized me. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> and Sammy Hagar said in 2022, the David Lee Ross Van Halen songs are so easy to sing, he could sing them while, quote, lying on his back smoking a cigarette. <laughs> oh, that is hot facts. Hot facts. Well, that last one is is not a stretch. I mean, Sammy Hagar is is skilled enough, and he's sung them enough live that they're the same. They're relatively the same vocal range for the most part. He can't do the the high the the 1978. Yeah, he can't do those. No way. Some of those, like, well, I can't even, I don't even know how he does those. In the 78 yeah. album, it's just like mm-hmm. the debut one. I don't know how he gets up that high. He's 18 <laughs> and high on Coke. Book of sugar. Yep. All of the blow. Who had more talent? It's it's a toss-up. At that point, it's, it's a toss-up yeah. where you've got David Lee Roth, Super talented, super, uh, just just a great vocal range. The front man, when you think of metal rock front men, he's easily top five of all time. And then you look at Hagar, where he's he's got the vocal range. He has the song, he, you know, he's got the 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 song crafting ability. He's got the lyrics. He plays guitar. And and he's no slouch at that. I mean, when he he wasn't when he was with Van Halen, he wasn't just a rhythm guitar player. He was singing while playing and threw in his own solos live. So True. I mean, he he was able to add an extra layer. Um, I don't know. At, at at the end of the day, it comes down to it's Eddie, it's Eddie's band, and from. F- Start to finish, it's Eddie, and maybe that's what the problem who's was. Fronting it, or it's not Eddie. the problem, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, that's the, the, maybe that's where the conflict all happened between all of those guys and Eddie, right? Like that, maybe that was the toxic part of the relationship. I don't know. It's it's Eddie's band, and it's Alex. You know, it's also <laughs> Alex's band, but I mean, he's still in the back, and if you didn't know that they were brothers and you weren't a huge Van Halen fan, you wouldn't know. It's just, it's Eddie's band. And P.S., no a very underrated him. drummer. A very underrated oh. one. Like, he, oh, he doesn't yeah. get enough accolades, huh? but uh, oh, he man. is he is solid. Yep. Yes. That's another uh, Dimebag Vinny situation, totally. hey? 100%. Yeah. It's, to me, I almost look at it like... Um, so Eddie is more of the uh, the base. He's the base for all of these sort of talented people to come in and out. And it's really nice. I mean, like when we started this project, um, I sort of went into uh, some albums that I hadn't even really heard before. I mean, 5150, I've definitely listened to. But the David Lee Roth album, I didn't really pay any time, you know, and it's just a testament to to the talent that sort sort that kind of just ran through this band. And like Eddie Van Halen was, you know, and is still revered as one of the best guitar players out there. 
hands forever. down. Forever. Not going to argue that. But he was an, also a conduit for for different talent. And uh, it's really interesting to see how this band sort of grew and morphed and changed into different like versions of itself, like throughout uh, you know the past forty years, yes. thirty years. More than that. My yeah, no, 40, over, over 40, 40 years. Plus, yeah. yeah, I mean, 1970. Right, over 40 yeah. years. Yeah, and you know, if that's just a way to keep relevant, I don't know, but they did. They did it. Yeah, they're another band, again, that has done that, right, to be able to to keep that going. I mean, that's that says something. And obviously, it's because of talented musicians. And when you have the best guitar player, one of the best of all time, that doesn't hurt, right? But... No. Yeah, I just never wanted it to turn into like Eddie and Friends, I guess, right? Like that's kind of what I never was hoping. You know? And it came yeah, close. Yeah, it kind of felt like it was <laughs> it came just close. a little bit, but like <laughs> I just never wanted it to be that because it could have been real easily, you know? But uh, I, okay, well, I mean, it, then it, it comes down to you're starting Van Halen tomorrow and you can have either one at the peak of their existence which one do you do you choose? Both are available. They're willing to do it. Who who are you picking? I don't have to think for yeah. a second. Okay, go ahead. Well, why don't we all say it at the same time and we can just release it. One, okay. two, three. David Lee Roth. Roth. Gary <laughs> David Lee Roth. Yep. <laughs> hey, well. Get- David Lee Roth was Van Halen. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Fuck yeah, he was. Definitely. But you can't uh, I I when people slam Van Hagar, it it just it doesn't make any sense to me because it, it just seems like they haven't listened to anything. Oh, it's just, you know, it's party songs yeah, I agree. to love songs. But it wasn't all yeah. love songs. And at the end of the day, it was Eddie crafting great songs with other great musicians and pushing it in the direction that he wanted because it was his band. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's maybe overshadowed too, because he wasn't the lead singer, right? Right. Like if it would have been the lead singer, I think it would have been different, but because you know, of Mm -hmm. not, I think that's, it changes things. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Well, there it is. It's, it's been put to rest then it's, it's over. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Done. All right, we want you guys to subscribe, share, and review this podcast. Keep it going. Keep it strong because we're having a great time entertaining you guys with B-Sides and Beers podcast.